Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with Nina Boyd, Rena Gorman, and producer Mike. So we got some really interesting articles as usual. Um, let's see, we got some stuff about um, electronic body parts. The ultimate twin. The ultimate twin. Yeah. Um, how you should really poop. And more bendable circuitry fun. Mm-hmm. And how autistic minds work. Or don't. Or don't work. <laughs> So we're going to jump right in with this article, and the headline is the best we've seen in a while. It is, Pregnancy, No Proof of Motherhood. A woman was her own twin, and the twin was the mother of her children. How is that possible? Let's Gosh. explain. Let's, let's find out. <laughs> should we tell the story first, or should we just ex- go ahead and explain what happened? I think or? we should tell the story first, yeah, okay. get some suspense in here. Okay, go for okay, it. So, Imagine a woman trying to keep custody of her kids and she needs to prove that they're her own kids and she's not just trying to, you know, screw the system out of child support money or whatever. Um, And DNA testing showed that she was her own twin, which is crazy. And at first people were saying, oh, these kids can't be yours. The DNA doesn't match. Mm -hmm. But then they realized that it did match, but only part of her. Right. It's crazy. What part of her did it match? Her uterus. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. No, yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so basically there's this condition, and I forget how to pronounce it. Chimera. Okay. So normally when you have when you have twins, the egg splits and it stays split and then the two I think it must have must have been had been uh fraternal twins must have been yeah. like two separate eggs okay two separate zygotes uh, oh do you want to oh. explain this with yeah. your vocabulary that I don't okay have? so okay. identical twins same egg right and um the eggs splits in half so you have two identical copies mm-hmm. of dna so that's why they look the same and they're the same sex but if you happen to have two eggs floating around and they both get um impregnated then you have two different sets of of DNAs. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, okay. so then yeah. with Chimera... Wait, no, I get it now. Can I do okay, it? Okay, yeah, now you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so with Chimera, um, when those two eggs have been fertilized and they're separate DNA strands, something happens and one egg absorbs the other egg. This gets hungry. But <laughs> eggs are great breakfast food. <laughs> eggs love other eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and, but so when this other egg is absorbed... Egg on um, egg crime... Sorry. Mike, don't egg him on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Okay, so the the two DNA strands remain intact, but it's within one egg now, which means Mm -hmm. it develops into one person who has two separate DNA strands information Mm -hmm. inside of them. And then you get a case like this where a woman's own children don't seem to be related to her at all. I'm late for this shit. (laughs) Just want to point that out. Well, you're a good egg, Mike. (laughs) (sighs) So... Only a part of the of the person's body retains that uh, swallowed up eggs DNA. So right. it could be like their arm has the DNA genetic code of their the sister would, or brother. Like, them yeah, <laughs> twin is once it's revenge. <laughs> you know, brotherly love. Um, or it could survive just in the uterus, which is what happened with this woman. Right. So I I don't think normally when they do DNA testing, they test the uterus. I think they just like do a blood test. <laughs> That's a trick. Uh, yeah. Like, no, yeah, we need to get the, the swab from in there. It's so, official business. Right. But eventually they discovered that this was the issue. And it's not a very common um, 
I don't know if you would call it a disorder. It's not a very common occurrence at all. Actually, there's one other um, woman they mentioned in this article who she was trying to get a kidney transplant and she of course turned to her children because that would make sense give me your kidney right and uh, what like two out of the three ended up not being matches or something but then one of them was a match so she has the same condition as this other woman who was trying to get her kids and get child support so that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. um yeah it says that there's only been um about 30 to- 30 documented cases of chimera like ever in the world yeah so it's pretty interesting. But you would, you might not know until something like this came up. Like if you had a, a pretty non-exciting life, you know, didn't mm-hmm. have to like get child support or kidney transplants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'd never know what's lurking in the shadows yeah. of you. I ate my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of interesting, though, to think about that. I wonder if the personalities of the egg that consumes <laughs> the other egg, like if they're more aggressive. Or <laughs> I just felt that uterus <laughs> wasn't yours, you know. <laughs> Had a mind of its own. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. So, and then the next article um, is entitled, You're Pooping Wrong. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing you're pooping wrong. Okay. Um, Saw this one floating around on Facebook. Um, It's a floater, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so basically it gives a little bit of the history of like just how toilets were, um, invented, uh, what, like in the 1800s and before that through the ages, people would poop squatting on the ground or what have you. Yeah. (laughs) Or high up in the mountains (laughs) or in a tree (laughs) flying a kite. (laughs) Um, but, um, so anatomically Physiologically, we're designed pretty well to poop from a squatting position. And um, you can see, you can watch like little kids do this. They, they, That's great. They don't That's sit down. That's how I spend my weekend. Yeah, just, w- <laughs> just follow kids around and watch them shit their pants. They don't sit down. They'll no, squat. Right. And they don't have colon cancer, do they? Well, not yet. No, not yet. I mean, until they start pooping wrong. Right. Yeah. So sitting down um, is not good for pooping. Um, it changes the way you use your muscles so um it makes you squeeze basically like a lot harder so it says like sitting down on the toilet constricts the puberectalis muscles puberectalis yeah that's how i'd say so that sounds like pubic rectal area this requires more strain to push things through. It causes constipation, and is and which leads to fecal stagnation, and consequently hemorrhoids, hernias, and diverticu- diverticul- diverticulitis. 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 Sure. Diverticulitis. <laughs> diverticulitis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and. I thought it said something about colon cancer around here, too. Oh, yeah. There are, there are some claims that pushing down with a diaphragm while sitting on the toilet can force waste matter into the appendix and mm. cause acute appendicitis. Which is crazy. I had appendicitis when I was, like, 18. Oh, really? Yeah. It, so you got your appendix out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been shitting like a breeze ever since. <laughs> it seeps out. There's nowhere for it to go now. It's going to happen. Do you squat? I don't. It's but personal here. When I go Maybe camping, I now. do. I'm I'm gonna start doing it. Really? Like all the time. I'm not. 
<laughs> I've already read the article and I decided I'm going to keep pooping the way I do. Well, it might be too late already. Yeah. Right? No, I no, 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 no. You, you can change. I have tons of No, I mean, of like, stomach. in terms of the health yeah, no, uh, I caused other issues th- that happened. See, I have all those things probably caused by something else. Why? Why do you conclude that? Because it's caused by something else. But this is, no, this is saying this causes it, that sitting and pooping. This causes everything. Yes. Okay. Alzheimer's. Causes <laughs> <laughs> autism. I, I've been, I, I, I know it, it was caused by something else. I'm oh, not. So I'm you're like a poop expert now? No, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic expert. There you <laughs> was. Go. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, no, I have like the colitis and all that other stuff like that, so. But this article, this article is interesting though because I think the guy who wrote it, he, his parents had an outhouse, right, or mm-hmm. something. His grandparents or whoever he lived with, and so they ended up using that more than a regular toilet. I don't think they had a regular toilet. So he keeps talking about his family members and how some of them, the ones who only used the outhouse and had to squat, basically never had any issues. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of their descendants, like. He being their grandkid and then his siblings maybe too. Mm-hmm. They had these issues because they couldn't wait to go use a regular toilet when they were mm-hmm. little and they did it forever. Mm-hmm. So they were, con- I guess he's concluding that he's related to them, but he has all these problems with the heck mm-hmm. and then figured it was because of pooping wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I think it was like the author's like father or grandfather or something like that was always thought it was really weird that we like shit like in our houses. Like that's, that's that kind of weird. Yeah. Think you like it. go outside to do that? Yeah, but I mean, you flush it. Yeah, but he probably doesn't understand plumbing either. It wasn't that long. <laughs> ago. Understands his own plumbing. Yeah, yeah, right. But he doesn't understand the the waste plumbing. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. You, I don't know. I have I have way too much shit to do on the toilet. <laughs> like I got emails to answer, things to read. Can't I mean, be you outside can't get for that, that. From can't a squatting s- position. You, you no, I'm not going to squat for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Damn. In, in yoga, we, we in yoga we do that squat. It's called malasana. They call it garland. So you practice poop in yoga. <laughs> you practice. Yeah. This is well, the you don't poop practice position. the pooping part. You <laughs> practice breathing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, are you gonna breathe while you poop? Well, I hope well, so. Yeah. You have to breathe all the time. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna do special breathing, like yoga breathing, while you poop now? Yoga oh. pooping. <laughs> I know because it is Power like you're pra- <laughs> It is like you're practicing yoga while you take a dump. Yeah. So are you gonna breathe, right? Well, no. Well, whenever you poo, like you Namaste, like take a big breath and Namaste. you hold it and you like squeeze it out and then you like. That's <sighs> what I would say. Every time I yeah. poop now, I'm going to be like, Namaste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Start practicing your ohms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You get some splash factor with that. Oh, God. <laughs> So this article is so making ba- me basically feel don't pee disgust. and poop at the same time. <laughs> yeah, don't pee and poop at the same time because you'll get Why? some because, splash oh, factor. Yeah, big time. well, I think if you go like that all the time, you probably get really good at. I don't know. Nah, dude, gravity. But I'm super uncoordinated, so this is not a good idea for it's me. To gravity. I'd probably period. fall. <laughs> Mass, gravity, splash. <laughs> <laughs> there's no coordination about it. No, it's there physics. is always coordination. <laughs> there is. Anyways, you were saying so that you were feeling disgusted by this? It just a little bit, yeah. Where, so where do you feel that disgust in your body? I feel the disgust in my head and torso area, Yeah, apparently. Interesting. That when is interesting. Poop? I wonder if people like all over the world would feel that in the same wait, place. Wait, when Maybe. You feel, when you poop, I think that, you feel disgusted? No, the what? article. <laughs> listening to the article. Yeah. It's when right. you feel disgusted and a little fearful. She's segueing into the next I article. am. I'm Fearful segueing. of a poop planet. Yeah, but definitely not neutral, which I would feel as a blue and black 
emotion. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about this next article, which is bodily maps of emotions. And um, there's a couple emotions in here that are pretty obvious, like anger, love, depression. But then there's other ones like shame, envy, pride, contempt. And they did a study um, in you Finland. Mean the Brad Pitt movie. What? Oh, the seven seven deadly deadly sins. Sins. oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So in Finland, there's a study um, that compared how people experience emotion in their bodies, um, I think, all over the world, right? Yeah, they did it over the over the Internet. So they oh, the, oh, like a, the Internet. Oh, the Internet. Yeah. Um, so they basically like surveyed people in Finland, Sweden and uh, Taiwan. Yeah. And they asked them how they felt when they were angry or depressed or disgusted and like where they kind of like felt it in their body and where they felt warm or cool there. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing was that there is a universal commonality no matter where you're from. So it's not like a condition, yeah. behavioral, environmental thing. Learned, no. No. Yeah. You, f- you feel shame in your face. <laughs> right. Well, and that makes sense because when you're embarrassed, everything goes to your face and that's re- like you don't feel it in your feet. No. Mm-hmm. Not typically. <laughs> but when they did this study um, over the internet, they also had people looking at pictures of human bodies on the computer and then the people who were in the study had to color the bodily regions, you know, where they felt that emotion, basically. And everyone's answers were the same. So that's where they get this picture at the top of the article from. Um and they're saying it'll help us figure out mood disorders like depression, anxiety, and um, what happens to your body when you're feeling these things. And what, I, if, you're, what if you're feeling worthless because you can't color like inside the lines? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel worthlessness all around me. <laughs> so I want to back up though and look at these emotions like surprise. Where do you feel surprised right now, Mike? Where do you feel? I'm looking at the screen. So we I'm should gonna, test. My, yeah, Mike. Color let's my answer let's ask. My, Jesus. We should ask Mike where he feels. Where do you feel happiness? Do you feel happiness? Not really. Okay. If you did, <laughs> ever. where would you it's a feel? Non-starter. Um, that's a bad one to start. Okay. I, I have sad- to think about sadness. <laughs> where do you feel sadness? Um, usually in my gut. Okay. In your gut? Everything yeah. except that is colored in here, right? Is that how yeah. I'm looking at it? Like the black is just so not colored. Black, yeah, black is like you're not feeling anything. Like the bluer colors are like cool and like the, the red, yellow, orange are like warmer. Right. right. So. Okay, I feel warm, not warm, but I mean, usually it feels kind of like an empty feeling when you're sad. So yeah. you feel it, emptiness in your gut. Yeah. Bingo. That's emptiness that in your is gut. what okay. it, I feel like that was leading the. That might have been leading the witness. Fuck up the All right. Um, okay. Where about you, contempt. Yeah. Where do you feel contempt? contempt? When you feel contempt for somebody, what part of your body Usually experiences? My head. Bingo. That's where it is. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about love? chest okay yeah. yeah well it's yeah. it's in your head too yeah it's all in your head no i feel i, I feel like a warmth like probably in like this area yeah that's, that's where it is let the record show that the witness is pointing <laughs> towards his upper torso region uh-huh. yeah um how and neck and neck mm-hmm. how about how about envy I don't really feel envious of anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I like me. I don't care about other people. It is, it's not how, about about how, about, right, how about pride? Yeah. Pride everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. Twinkle toes. <laughs> From my head to my toes, I feel pride. Well, <laughs> what well, else? It should the, mostly the, be the Finnish and Taiwanese feel it in their upper yeah, body, like right. in their face and uh-huh. head and shoulders. I feel it everywhere. <laughs> so it's also interesting, like the emotions, even in my butt. 
God. While Anger- I'm squatting and pooping, I feel pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's called prideful pooping. <laughs> <laughs> so, anger, happiness. It doesn't come out black, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, okay. Anger, happiness, love, and pride are all of the brightest colors on this little picture of the bodily emotions. So, most those are all felt up in the head and like upper torso area and love is like further down and towards the genitalia which you'd expect also Mm -hmm. but it's the brightest color it's like the brightest yellow and a little bit of red and then depression and neutral and sadness have a lot more blue in them so that makes sense too that's interesting the colors are cross-cultural right like no one told them like you can only use blue for sadness well, maybe, maybe they did tell him, like, blue is first. Maybe they didn't. No, maybe think, they were like, if you're sad, color it. Here's your color choices. Let's find mm-hmm. out. I don't know. Let's. I, can't, I don't see any green. Yeah. I, I would have picked green for everything. Of course. Geniuses pick green. Especially if you're envious. Right. Yep. Green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. The participants were showing pictures of human bodies on a computer and asked to color the body regions whose activity they felt increasing or decreasing. So it doesn't say whether or not they were. Well, I think like if increasing is like yellow, orange, oh, red, decreasing okay. is blue. Okay. Obviously. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, it's not obvious. It's Reno not just sees numbers all I over the body. Have, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> twos and 35. sixes all over the chest. And Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Yeah. That's what love is. Mm-hmm. It's all binary. It. It's all black and white. <laughs> all right. So, all right. so anyway. Um. So. Imagine if you got so stressed out that you just said fuck it and went back to being a child. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, am I? Like this is just too much. Is for this something that we can do? We go back to pooping, well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel I have much contempt in my head for adulthood. It yeah. sucks. Well, on a cellular level, it might be possible. Um, they took some um, cells from newborn mice. And um, they stress them, and it could be with like uh, mechanical stress, or it could be like um, so like low pH, like the, like yeah, yeah, uh-huh. like dipped it in acid, and they stressed it, and it went from its current state back they to the actual uh, mouse in acid. No, the no, cells. cells. They extracted the cells. cells from a newborn. I mean, they wouldn't hurt like mice. any any cells. No, not right. at all. No, no, they can't no, do that no. anymore. No. Yeah. Um, Basically, so they, they're able to convert these uh, cells, somatic cells, mm. any kind of cell that's not reproductive cells, yeah. um, from newborn mice, and they put them back into the state of pluripot- pluripotency. That's what sounds right to me, because it's potent. Like, it yeah. could be anything. It has potency. You don't say, like, you don't say like omnipotent, r- though. Maybe right. it's pluripotency, which yeah, sounds pluripotency. retarded. Don't well, the two of you <laughs> teach people how to read? I used not to. These I'm, re- I'm retired. <laughs> um... So, hmm. for example, they say a former muscle cell could become a neuron. So, um, when they're in the pluripotent stage, they can basically, it's, it's very, very similar to being like a stem cell. Mm-hmm. So, it could be changed into virtually anything. <laughs> Christopher really uses like quick stress everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he die like a long time ago? Who cares? I'm feeling blue. I'm feeling black everywhere right now. Yeah, what was what was uh, apathy? They didn't have apathy. Neutral was on there. 
But neutral, neutral is not, is not apathy. I know. Neutral that's means you can go either way. I know what it means. It's just that's yeah. what apathy is. You've went away, and it's a way of not giving a shit. Yeah. Well, then <laughs> I think the people who are feeling apathy wouldn't have colored anything at all. They'd be like, "Fuck this test. I don't want to do it." <laughs> Wouldn't anyways. show up. Yeah, yeah. It's all an illusion, anyway. It's all a hologram. It's That's colored. my answer for everything for the rest of the night. Is black. <laughs> Great. That'll be yeah. Black. <laughs> Good commentary. So that's kind of interesting. If the cells that they use, they aren't stem cells. They made that pretty clear, but they right. act like stem cells. Yeah. So basically, they could take um, virtually any. It sounds like just about any cell out of the body. Yeah. And shock it basically into going back into uh, pluripotent pluripotent stage yeah so it could um, be anything but yeah. i wonder okay so the you can't control what it turns into though i Can think you could yeah yeah okay. i imagine you could yeah all right like you guide it towards yeah how how would you do that you just ask it nicely i'm just trying to think <laughs> of how it would work interesting but what i was going to say is if they're not stem cells then maybe there wouldn't be a lot of controversy over going further with this it does come from newborns though well newborn we mice yeah. <laughs> apparently we do let us take their cells and make more all right there we go we'll just yeah, harvest it's like a puzzle <laughs> harvest a bunch of newborns so we mm-hmm. could harvest even more cells yeah, newborn farms it's like a ponzi scheme of newborns <laughs> um so yeah big things coming our way with that mm-hmm. yep um you want to do this one sure all right whoops <laughs> just trying to stress you out. Just, just trying to get you some stem cells. Great. No, I can't read. I'm a, kid, I'm a kid again. Okay. So Reno and I used to work with a lot of autistic kids, and I still do. And these articles are still really interesting to us. Um, I still teach some autistic kids don't yoga. Don't try to be cool anymore. All right. All right. Yeah. Th- yeah. It's just yoga. It's it all does, fake. It doesn't count. Yeah. Just practicing pooping over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that is interesting, though, and I'm going to ask you about this in a second. So I think... Anybody who knows anything about autism kind of has the picture that kids who are autistic go into their own world. And when they're put A in whole social. New world. <laughs> With their imagination. Okay. So when you put them into a social situation, they get stressed out and then there's cells. <laughs> Mike is feeling contempt. Or apathetic. He's feeling black, I believe, is what it was. Lots of black and blue from... So anyway, they get stressed out in social situations. And we've always kind of known that, but now there's proof um, of the fact that their brains work better when they're by themselves. Well, I wouldn't say work better. They they work more. There's more mental activity going on. There's more. Okay. (laughs) And I was going to ask you, though, when you teach these autistic kids in your yoga classes, Mm -hmm. what do they do? Do they act a certain way and they, do they do better when do they like go off into a group and ignore you like what do they do <laughs> it's so funny because okay like one of them will just like laugh hell aloud just like randomly yeah um one of them just mimics me like to the t like does whatever i do with my fingers or looks wherever i look does whatever i do oh. so her mirror neurons are firing quite I, well i guess yeah um <laughs> one of them um just mi- mimics my my words so i'll say breathe in he'll oh go breathe in. i'll be like breathe out breathe out but is he actually breathe doing in. it too or just, just talking well when he's talking he can't be breathing in maybe, yeah okay maybe like you kind of can breathe out no just talk <laughs> and see if you can breathe at the same time I say timmy 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 and try and inhale <laughs> yeah 
impossible. Yeah. Um, one of them complains about how he can't do any of the moves. No. Well, even though he's like the best one, he oh. can do all the moves. One of them talks about like Darkwing Duck and all kinds of random things, and yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, basically, this article is saying that when you just leave autistic folk alone, they just kind of go in their own worlds, and their minds are super active, and they're like hyper stimulated. So maybe more neurons are firing than when they're social. Exactly. So then I was going to ask, do you ever try to have them meditate in your class? I don't have them meditate because I just feel like they'd probably just go into their own world and do their own thing. I so they, what they wouldn't if you be turning their brains off. They'd be turning them on. Right. I try and get them to just sit there and breathe. And I can get them to just breathe with me. So yeah. I'd be like, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they'll do that. So I think okay. like that's a way to... So they're good so at like breathing. Calming. <laughs> they can breathe. Okay. I can make them breathe. I wonder what would happen. What are those chambers that people go in like those? Like oh, sensory deprivation tanks? Yeah, put an autistic kid in there and see what happens. They oh, probably geez. would just go in their own world. And the, yeah. I mean, they already yeah. are like sensory deprived. Yeah. I mean, they just pretty much ignore mm-hmm. everything yeah. anyway. Like, they'd probably be stoked. should they put them in the opposite of that and see what happens. <laughs> they just, Leave them in explode. the streets of Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, like a lot of autistic uh, people like they'll be like hypersensitive or hyposensitive mm-hmm. to um, visual stuff or auditory stuff or tactile stuff. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, engaging them, getting them to talk or interact with the environment would actually like decrease their mental activity. Yeah. It's like pull them out of their own world, bring them into the real world. It's like, oh, hey, I don't have to like think so hard. So crazy do so much so maybe if we could do like an inception type move and get into their own world and help them but not <laughs> actually talk to them or be social then that would help <laughs> then maybe one day yep um, <laughs> oh yeah and it says that on average uh, there's a 42 percent increase of um, um how much information their brains are generating while they're at rest compared to non-autistic. But you have to wonder what kind of information it is. Like it could be it's useless. It, right. Like fucking like useless. Stimming and obsessions <laughs> over things right. that don't like cartoon characters or like what kind of sweater someone's wearing or mm-hmm. it just, you know. That's why you kind of like need to give them like some kind of direction or some kind of focus so that yeah. they're doing something worthwhile. Maybe we could shock their brain cells into turning into we just shock them different, different acid. <laughs> Um, electroshock therapy on uh-huh. autistic people. Yeah, you're Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's uh, there's a tons of like advances in Alzheimer's. It seems like um, this should should be done away with. So much now. I've forgotten what all this stuff. I know. Is. I really can't remember what no. we're talking about. No. Um, this will be a really quick one. Basically, a daily dose of fisetin, an antioxidant chemical that's found in fruits and vegetables like strawberries and cucumbers, appears to stop memory loss. That mm. company's Alzheimer's in, in mice. mice. Always in mice. I know. And obviously this mice. has military applications. It does. Lots of strawberries and cucumbers can be found mm-hmm. when you're in the military. All the terrorists are harvesting yep. such fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So eat your fruits and fruits and veg- fruits and vegetables, people. Yeah, and we already kinda knew that, I think. I mean yeah. like as humans we know that we're supposed to eat those things. <laughs> Just like, like eat food. And yeah, and, and squat yeah. when we poop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Common sense, common mm-hmm. sense. 
Speaking of food (laughs) (laughs) or beer or beer. (laughs) Yep. So last week we talked about um, virtual taste, which kind of matches up with this one right here. So Spanish researchers have developed an electronic tongue that can identify brands of beer with 81.9% accuracy. Which is really interesting It'd when you think about it. It'd be more impressive if it was 81.9% alcohol. Okay, well, that's really <laughs> ridiculous. They're not gonna it's a hell of a beer. I, yeah, yeah, it packs a punch. So we were saying last week how maybe the virtual taste thing is overly simplified and, and, you know, how much can it really tell? But this is interesting because it can tell different types of beer apart, different brands of beer pretty well. So, Mike, get ready to get impressed. Black. So, all right. <laughs> so scientists at the Autonomous University of Barcelona they used... They don't take shit from anybody. That's right. They are completely independent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Used an array of 21 sensors formed from ion-selective electrodes. And sometimes they can respond to ammonium and sodium. Others respond to anions like nitrate and chloride. And electrons with generic unspecified responses. Oh, those anions. Maybe that's where the other like percentage comes in. They can't exactly tell where the beer is. So there's a picture in here. I guess, is this the tongue? Right. What is this? I, I think it's those bundle of cigarette looking thingies. There's got to yeah. be 21 of those. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's a really yeah. big tongue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big, right. <laughs> big robot tongue. <laughs> it is. It's kind of creepy looking. Okay. Um, but eventually they could use that technique to give robots a sense of taste because that's important. They have feelings they too. They have tasteful robots. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've already got rhythm and can dance. And I know. And they can feel with yeah. their whiskers. Yeah. Now they can taste. <laughs> whiskers. With their big robot buds. tongues. You think we give them electronic feelings too? Like yeah. Like they'll feel like disgust. Like they taste like. <laughs> they they turn they like, turn like red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So, so of course, it makes the jump in this article to say, could they do wine tasting? Like, could that happen next? Obviously. That's really specific. You have to know a lot, or you'd have to have a lot of electrodes, I guess, yeah. to tell wine apart, and whether it was good or not. I wonder if, like, someone had their tongue chopped off, if they could get, like, a prosthetic tongue. They could. It'd be hard to talk, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it would, Mike, if you saw the picture of this thing. It really does look like a bundle of cigarettes rubber banded together. Yeah. It's ridiculous looking. You wouldn't tongue. want a French to kiss that no. prosthetic tongue. No. Unless they made it out of this new oh, f- flexible, transparent, God. and conductive material. Hmm. So, a lot of the new nanotechnology stuff, they're basically bringing it down to just the atomic level and rearranging, stacking, and building things on the atomic level. And it gives stuff different crazy properties. So um, they're trying to work on flat, flexible electronic stuff. Like we talked about a pen the other week mm-hmm. in one of our last episodes where you could use this ink that has uh, metallic um, nanoparticles in it. Circuitry. You're right. You could draw a circuitry yeah. on it. You could, you could put it on flexible stuff like paper and you could bend the shit out of it and it'd still carry a current. So now there's a material that's transparent, flexible, and conductive. And it's, um, it's basically just gold. It's a gold mesh. And when it's just um, really flat, like it's only like an atom thick, more or less. I didn't say like how thick it was, but usually it's just like an atom or two thick. It's almost like two-dimensional. It's almost all surface area. It's see-through, 
and you can bend it and stretch it and it still carries uh current like it's not like it's gonna break the wire or anything mm-hmm. you can fold it completely yeah you can like fold it in half save it for later twist it stretch it out and it still works mm-hmm. you know what i see i see we're like one step closer to like the star trek keyboards where it just pops up in air and it's just mm-hmm. like i guess a little thin membrane maybe yeah you, um, they they're working on trying to get like flexible like screens. Like imagine have like a flexible see through cell phone. Crazy. It's just like it looks like it's it'd be hard like to watch porn on and hide it from your girlfriend. Well, why would <laughs> they, you like, wouldn't have to be in the, the back, same room? Like, see from the back of it. <laughs> you can, like see through it. <laughs> um. Not that I do that. Right. Or no. Right in front of her. And no, that would be really I'm stupid. Watching YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is really exciting stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, they mentioned like um Samsung and what was the other one? LG. Uh, LG. LG Electronics. They've tried to come. They've come up with like a curved cell phone, and Samsung demonstrated a cell phone that had a bendable screen, but they said it wasn't really stretchable or foldable. But um, I imagine probably like in the next five to ten years, you'll have the new mm-hmm. line of HD TVs that are going to come out are going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would you want to curve? Well, I right. guess some theater screens are like that. But I don't yeah, know they why. are. But I don't. Well, I don't personally would want that. Like you I wouldn't mean, want to sit on the edge. Yeah, you can't really. I mean, maybe they found a workaround. Maybe uh, it works better like if it's a three D TV to have that shape. I don't know. I can't figure. I don't out. know. So you could like like a panoramic kind of. Yeah, I guess like a little panoramic. I mean, it's not like hugely curving around the whole living room or something. Maybe could be just like curve, just like right around your face, so it's like in your entire. Uh, just, uh, do just wear gla- the like some goggle like that. Some yeah, VR like goggle. Google Glass, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Black. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mm. Speaking of atoms. Speaking of atoms, mm-hmm. do you want to do this one or should I? Um, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I'll chime okay. in. Okay, so I'll say the opposite. Scientists are coming closer to finding a true magnetic monopole. Ooh, big, big deal here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it is. Um, okay, so you know all magnets have a North Pole and a South Pole. Imagine a magnet that would only have a North Pole and no South Pole. Yeah. Did I just blow your mind? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I just, wait, why? Blow your load. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely feeling some red down in my lower regions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So th- an example they had here, this is from NPR. If Even if you had like... Um, you know, some kind of ma- magnetic uh, material, like a, a bar, and then you cut it in half, it'd still have a north and south, and you cut it in half, and it'd have a new south pole, and mm-hmm. you cut it in half, cut it in half, cut it in half. one of them off. You can even bring it down to a single atom, and even even atoms have a north and a south. Uh, essentially just the top and a bottom, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, um, But somehow they, um, they took a rubidium, and they, of course, brought it down to just barely above absolute zero, which is called a Bose-Einstein condensate, where it has all kinds of crazy this weird This is why properties. Reno's doing this article. Um, if you look up, like, um, I think it's like superfluids. Go on YouTube and look up superfluids, and you can see, like, cool cool videos on superfluids, superfluous. I'll put it on there. Okay. I'll do it. Um, 
And then basically somehow they synthetically created um, these rubidium atoms with uh, that only had one magnetic pole. I don't know what you could do with that. Yeah, why would you want to have just one? Unless you put it with the other one that had the opposite one and put them back together again. Yeah, you could. But why would you pull them apart? Well, then again, if you only had one, if you only had one pole, how would you know whether it would be a north pole or a south pole? Just see what's attracted to her. I guess, like, um, I'm sure it has, um, uh, applications for like military, uh, military, obviously, yeah, for circuits and, um, you know, conductors and, um. For maybe like quantum computing, um, but it seems like it's all like very new stuff, and so it's interesting. Believe me, it is. Yeah, very it's a big deal. Okay, let's just go on to the next one. I'm still stuck at I'm still stuck at how they just kept cutting something in half, and in half, and half, and yeah. half. Well, in a sense, like if you keep cutting something in half, it like it should always. That's like kind of a, an infinity, so to speak, too. Right. Until you get down to one atom, then you have to like split the atom in and half. You split that, yeah. but there still would be two halves. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't really have anything else to cut, I guess. But right. You know, like, atoms basically like the more or less the smallest unit you could have. Like it just magnetism like that. Like breaking infinity, or so to speak. Mm-hmm. Negative one twelfth. Yeah, yeah, negative one twelfth. That's <laughs> it right there. That's only one pole. Yep. <laughs> um, but something that they've always kind of like predicted should be possible, but they've never been able to do it till now. Yeah. Why would they predict that it would be possible though? If all these other times they've, they've found that there's always um, like the bipolar, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, I don't like, know. Why would that be possible? Well, I think maybe they just want it to be possible. You just gotta want it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, you take any kind of physical thing, you're going to break it down to its smallest portion mm-hmm. possible. And but it's still no going to have a top and a bottom and mm-hmm. a left and a right. Yeah. It's still going to have so a makes sense north that you and would, south pole. Right. Until they decided to find just the single pole. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's, this is like the new splitting the atom. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. It's like, so, this is yeah. the next step. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's like a big we deal. We should be able to do it. Yeah. Right. Why. Theoretically, yeah. And now they sort of, they've done it. Yep. Yep. Um, another incredible thing that they've been working on for a long time is a controlled fu- atomic fusion reaction, an H bomb, but without letting it just like decimate yeah, <laughs> everything. Using but it to make stuff, not yeah, make energy. Right. Do you want to do this one? Or? I was just I watching the sum of all fears before you came over. What's, oh, what's that interesting. One? That's about a nuclear bomb going off in Baltimore. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Fuck Baltimore. It's a Tom Clancy book a long time ago. Oh, okay. a movie, Ben Affleck. Is there a Jack Ryan in there? Yes. Is he in all the Tom Clancy? Is he like um the only one that I know of that he's not in was Without Remorse. That focused more on Clark. Clark Griswold? No, Clark was like kind of like just this operative dude that did a lot of black op kind of shit. A lot of neutral I, shit. I, I, I read Tom Clancy shit. That's how I know about all yeah, this. Yeah, like when you were what? When you were a teenager, junior high like, school, I used to read Tom Clancy. High. You still don't? You don't anymore though. Uh, he, <laughs> his books, <laughs> like, are, you have it's a dedication. I'm seeing a lot of red in your chest right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm seeing a lot of like. <laughs> 
this is the this is the apprehension part, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, it's just kind of after a while, it's like the man would describe like a keyboard, and he would describe every key on the keyboard, and be like a whole chapter describing a fucking keyboard. It's like, dude. I want to do it. To, okay, so Nina, you can you can type without looking at your fingers, right? Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, you can. I, yeah, I do. I've heard you type. You're like, I, yeah, I do, but I only type with these yeah. fingers. Okay. With with only with those ten fingers. No, the, <laughs> I, I have these sticking up. I've always typed like that. My okay. pointer you don't, fingers. You don't, so you you don't you type with your index fingers. No. What? That's like home base. Pointing at the sky, I'm like shooting for the top. That's like home base for the keyboard. <laughs> what? How do you? <laughs> it's polite. Yep, that's right. Like, how do you not type with your index? Okay, fingers? there's a quiz coming. Okay, I can so feel it. Reno's so want to prove a point here. Okay, okay. So don't okay. look at the laptop. Here. Right. <laughs> okay, so all right, so like name like the top row, like an order, starting with top left. Q. W E R T Y. Yeah, that's easy. The QWERTY. Okay, yeah. yeah and then, then what comes know. after Y? I know. But your fingers know. I know. My eyes never looked there. But <laughs> one time they did. Just pretend like you're typing. And okay. If I wanted to type, I don't know, this K somewhere in the middle, a G. No, that's on the second line. Yeah. No, I said, like in the on. middle, the second line. I know. No, we're still on the top line. I don't line. know. We'll What's the right you? Y. you? Yeah. I okay. Think, well, Check. Wait a minute. If you don't know, no, no, yeah, it is you. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, Mike, okay. Mike knows. Mike knows. Yeah, you. Okay. P is in the right, right? Yeah, yeah. On the okay. P in the corner. Oh, God. Then K L J K L J K L. Because it's all in R. And colon. Cancer. Then it's um. Is it Z? W. Z. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Then he saw, so you know it's next to it. I know. Yeah. You can't only look at Z. I read it for the articles. <laughs> Nina, do you know what comes after Z? X. In the alphabet, nothing. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, X. Or C. A. I think Z. Yeah. Wait, what's after V? Z. And then it's in the M bottom. Yep. Okay. You forgot. Yeah. Oh. Ends with P colon and periods. Jeez. goes before N and M. Okay. Yeah. He's got it. Well, I don't have that much stored in my head. It's all those Tom Clancy books you've been reading. Fuck yeah, people. Yeah, I know useless shit. See if we knew. Yeah. Is there something about that? You know it like in your your muscles. Yeah. And like you spend like your entire day like visualizing. If I could shock you know. my muscle cells into my brain cells, my brain would know what letters they were. If I could you, feed uh, it through my that. eyes. See, I'm looking at it now. Too. I miss, <laughs> I miss comma. Word. I miss the question mark. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. yeah I miss the, the apostrophe in the second. You know line. the numbers? Yeah. Where's the hashtag? <laughs> um, Nina, without looking, what's the, what's the number line? <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, anyways, fusion. They've yes. um they've. Um, done a fusion reaction where they got more energy out of it than they put energy into it. That's important. That's because before they haven't done that, right? Right, right. They so yeah. The idea is you take um, hydrogen isotopes, which have extra uh, protons, protons, neutrons. Yeah. yeah, I forget. This is bad. I should know this. I don't know this. But there is. There I know the keyboard. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, already, I've, I've, I've I've overdone my smart. Tonight, so anyways, heavy hydrogen basically. Okay, 
Let's see the extra proton, extra neutron. Um, has deuterium and tritium. Those are the isotopes of hydrogen. You fuse them together. They basically like melt together because they're so hot and there's so much intensity and it blasts out energy. Like a rocket. <laughs> like a rocket. Flinch. <laughs> no, because I was just, no, I was thinking. Reno's making I, this like motion with his hand. It's like No, that wasn't it. It was just right funny because Reno was face. like, I should know this. And I'm thinking, I don't know any of this. But <laughs> this is science. And I checked out of that when I was in high school. I missed a lot. So anyways... You didn't even learn the keyboard. Well, I don't need to know it in my eyes. I know it in my soul. <laughs> you really need to know it in your soul. I do. <laughs> when you go up to the gates of heaven and be like, what is I the QWERTY keyboard? my entry into heaven <laughs> type without out looking. <laughs> Anyways, you fuse hydrogen atoms together, it releases energy. Okay. Got but it. the thing is, it takes a ton of heat and pressure to create that. Like a diamond. Like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> or like a sun or a star. Okay. Yeah. So, but if you can create that reaction, you get a huge release of energy. So basically, they took 192 lasers mm-hmm. and all, um, and they all pointed at this one little tiny pellet of this um, frozen hydrogen isotope. And they blasted it with, uh, let's see, how much was it? 500 quadrillion bajillion um, really? watts. That's what it is. Well, maybe not the bajillion okay, part yeah. or the quadrillion, but, but the 500 definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, more energy than when the entire United States uses at any single moment. It took that much energy and they zapped it for like microseconds and it, um, they got more energy out of it than they put into it. That is good. That is, this is good news. No, I'm just trying to think through it. Because the military would never use that. Uh, no. No. Well, not if Omar Hurt get anything to do with it, <laughs> then no. That was the name of the, the scientist, the physicist who led this experiment. His name is Omar Hurricane. Omar Hurricane. How perfect is that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's, at the center, he's very, very calm. Mm, yeah. He has very calm eyes. Um, uh, I know it's not accurate, but I just picture all the scientists holding laser pointers and then they <laughs> <laughs> like point at the same time. Okay, guys, on three. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, I went a little early. Jumped the gun. Oh, okay. They need rhythm, like robots. Right, robots right. should do this. Yeah. Robot fusion. Robots probably do It's a good do jazz do band. <laughs> Robot fusion music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been working on this since basically they created the hydrogen bomb to be able to control the blast, control the, f- the fusion process. Um, they've been investing millions and billions of dollars into fusion, cold fusion, they call it, because obviously you're not going to create like tens of millions of degrees you need to melt hydrogen. So they use lasers. Or the, another process they've been using is using um, magnetic fields to kind of hold the hydrogen place and like compress it and squeeze it. That makes sense. So maybe if they could find the unipole. Right. Then, then no. Yeah, yeah. No? Maybe the okay. monopoles could help. Maybe. Uh, maybe. If you had two South Poles. Yeah. <laughs> then. Maybe 192 South Poles. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So, 
So yeah. end on a high note or not. Or not. This, this is more my realm. So Reno got all of the science, chemistry, and physics kind of thing. Mine is always the psychology. So this article is called, What's the Problem with Feeling on Top of the World? I like this a lot because I deal with a lot of super positive people all the time. And Super, thanks super, for asking. Yeah, right. <laughs> ultra positive. Which is and <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and I want to interject. Have you seen the commercials for the new South Park video game coming out? No. Oh, it's like you're in an episode. Really? Yeah, it, it looks so amazing. really, really killer graphics. Awesome <laughs> graphics. No, it's just it looks like it's it basically is like a, this huge, long, interactive episode. Like mm. it looks fucking amazing. It's so like anyway, first person or huh? It's like first person. No, it's an RPG actually. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So Kenny's gonna have like hit points and stuff. Yeah, everyone has hit points and stuff like that. Huh. Yeah, it's a really odd. That sounds like something they would do. It's it looks amazing. It better have a really good musical score. Uh, they're doing everything. They're doing all the voices, all the music, everything like they do in every episode. Yeah. It's basically they're just treating it like a huge episode. That sounds pretty funny. Anyway, go back to what you're saying. Okay. Well, anyways, so black. It's <laughs> actually a good strategy to take, according to this article, because if you I knew it try you to always give me Asperger's bullshit but I knew it well there you go not caring if is you, the way if you to try be. to sort of um, superficially inflate people's self esteem it's actually bad for them so let's say that a, a kid does something that's I don't know marginally impressive and you make a huge deal about it and you talk them up and you say oh you're the best student ever or something or other you know it's actually more damaging to their self esteem than if you gave them a moderate compliment or like maybe nothing soccer. at all, actually. It's so like those soccer games where they don't keep score because everyone's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making the J-O so motion what, with my hand. What happens is if you have all of that extra compliments thrown at you, um, you tend to not try as hard because you're going to protect what you know is artificially built self-esteem from failure. Create entitlement and a generation full of assholes. Yeah, and affluenza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Add money in there and then you're screwed. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think, again, this is something that we already sort of knew. Yeah, this still but totally now, describes the dubstep generation. Now it's kind of proved. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you oh. You hate dubstep? <laughs> I actually don't mind dubstep. But so the what are you saying? The young kids who like it are usually assholes. <laughs> Not going to lie. Young kids in general are usually. Yeah, I haven't yeah. met a lot of the, like, 18 and younger crowd that I've been a big fan of yet. Well, it's, yeah. it's not a good group. I wouldn't hold your breath. No. No. I am an old man. Get the fuck off Until my lawn. Until you poop and then you can let it yeah, out. Yeah, then, okay. then hold yeah. your breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, know, I remember uh, hearing, like, some kind of uh, the, the testing of, of all the different countries and, like, America ranks, like, 25th in math or whatever. Mm. But our... Out of how many? was it, like... That's too many numbers already. Yeah. <laughs> <back> <laughs> off. No, that's a, that's kind of out of that's like twenty five percent. So that's how many like, like how many individual countries good. are there? Like, well, judging from the Olympics, there's like or so. hundreds <laughs> that I haven't heard of. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really care. I love they, how like really you saw their populations. Like it was like four million people. They sent two athletes. It's like the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, why'd you even join? So that we learn about them. Yeah, we'd see them. <laughs> we already forgot their names. So we're gonna pronounce like, half of them. So we're, we're bad at math. Yeah, we're like Relatively. really bad at math, but like our um, our self esteem is like number one, which makes sense. Yeah, you know, we right. talk ourselves up constantly. Right, we think we're better than everybody else, but we're not willing to try as hard with problems that really matter, like healthcare. 
and so on. Someone else will do it for us. Yeah. Well, it's interesting in this article, they talk about how they um, researched this and how they came to these conclusions. So basically, we can do it right now. Um, Picture yourself like riding up an elevator or taking off in a plane, going up in a hot air balloon, one of those things where you're, you know, getting higher and higher, basically. Um, Smoking weed. I was going to, you know, yeah, I was going to say that. But But like, okay, higher altitude. Got it. I'll try to be all serious now. Okay. Okay, All right. So and then when people imagine themselves soaring up into the sky, they got sort of a small self-esteem boost and they felt really good, which is nice. And then the researchers. Is it nice, though? uh, Well, it was at first. Okay. And then there's the come down. (laughs) So literally like the come down. Yeah. goes up. Uh Okay. What are you waiting for? Go. All right. Then <laughs> the researchers gave the volunteers a series of challenges. Uh-oh. Oh. They asked them to solve math problems if they're Americans are totally screwed. Yeah. Or puzzles or questions from the SAT or GMAT, which is... Gamat. Come on. Oh, all right. Got it. <laughs> and the people who had their self-esteem boosted did worse on those problems than the control group. I'm awesome. but it's probably because they didn't try as hard they weren't motivated in the same way so they want to when they have the artificial self-esteem boost they want to keep themselves feeling good and they don't really care about anything else so if you go on further it says they don't really try to succeed any more than they feel like they already have because there's the potential to fail they've already already fulfilled their like oh i've already done enough i'm already good enough and feeling good and they don't want to risk being wrong is that it i guess they don't want to strive for something more i'll take it back to the competition thing like there's no competition if they already feel like you won why put out the effort well at the same time aren't we like a hyper competitive society though too are we yeah, but they yeah. weren't directly oh. competing with, like, you know, they weren't, like, in a room with people that they could see yeah. taking the test. I don't think it was I'm just... I'm too busy picturing myself flying to care about competing. <laughs> that, well, there you go. That might be what it is. <laughs> Maybe it took all the effort to picture themselves flying. So they had less perseverance when it came to difficult challenges. And so that sort of, like, fake self-esteem boosting is actually fragile and doesn't do you much good. So you subconsciously Which is get... why you should keep score at soccer games. Yeah. You subconsciously get defensive and you withdraw from the challenge because you're afraid that you might find out you're not as good as you think you are. So I'm thinking what happened was they didn't necessarily get more wrong. It's just they didn't try to finish the test, maybe, or they just sort of half-assed the problems or something like that. I don't think it was that they became dumb. My for a thing second. is, is how did how did <laughs> no one see this coming? Honestly, because they were all like, above everything. Like I don't understand how like when you hand out false accomplishments to people, nothing will get done because it's a whole bunch of bullshit. Is it in Japan yeah. or South Korea where like they they like post all like the grades? But yeah, in Asian countries, like hey, with look at Mike, he got like ninety nine percent. Nina, what the fuck? You got sixty three percent. Yeah, she's a fucking dumbass. Yeah, no, and then, yeah. but then they have they, like they, higher they, they suicide rates though too. But they also well, like they weeds treat. Out the <laughs> they'll like treat like the lower people on the list a little bit shittier too. Like that they're makes not work nice. harder. Uh, according to this, motivation. well, here here's the next part. So um, this is an interview. Here and I sure as fuck wouldn't want to be in the bottom ten. The interviewer asked if if they had the same. Some people don't give a shit though. True, they're flying or sitting, mm. squatting. Not squatting. They don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> so 
they also tried um, something. They also tried the opposite. They had people imagine going down in the elevator or maybe like going down in the hot air balloon or maybe falling off the hot air balloon. I don't know. And the people who pictured those things. Imagine you're plunging towards the earth. How do you feel? <laughs> now answer Blue. some math questions. So wait, I'm going so, to die. You want me to answer math questions? What a way to go out. Well, if that was the way to save yourself, maybe you would. <laughs> two so plus two. They found the opposite thing. People worked harder. And the performance gap between the group that had their self-esteem artificially diminished and artificially boosted was 20 to 30%. So let's insult everybody. So there's a big difference between those two groups. <laughs> you worthless piece of shit. Here's some calculus. Yeah. Hope so that makes sense now. If your self-esteem was damaged in that what? way... You, so you split an atom and created only one pole? Fuck you. That's nothing. <laughs> Ooh, this part, this part is interesting. So it's one thing to talk about like solving puzzles and and tests and things like that and stuff things that, that don't matter. Well, you know, things that are just research. Okay, I'm not gonna, sorry. No, no. I'm not going to get out of that one. I can't explain. I, I'm just trying to talk shit so that you. Work I am harder. trying harder. Yeah. I want you to and be failing. A I want you so to now succeed. I have low self esteem and I suck. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never close enough to the mic. I'm constantly over here changing volume. He's just saying that. I, yeah. No, I'll just diminishing. try to be really close and then yeah. I'll overcompensate. So they also took these volunteers to compare a bunch of cell phone plans, which is something you would have to do in the real world quite a lot. And there's more math involved than you'd think. So the plans all varied in terms of price and quality and convenience and all those things. The volunteers who had their self-esteem artificially boosted were worse consumers. They didn't make good choices. They probably didn't compare things well at all. And the ones who had their self-esteem artificially lowered um, put in more effort and they found the best deals. See, I don't... Uh, this. So we need depressed motherfuckers yeah. to be better consumers? Well, here's That's the thing. Like, I, applications for the military, America, <laughs> USA. I think of myself, I, I have generally high self-esteem. I would say like 75% of the time, but I would consider myself a good consumer. I'm always price checking before I even go out. Well, but like I find like like the camera I just bought, I got it for way less. Okay, the car that you just bought, I got saying, it for like I know, way but less. Mike, they're not I, they're not saying that you, you have, have bad to have self esteem. But I think I have good self esteem. They're not saying that you have to have bad self esteem to think yeah. right. They're just making the point that inflating your self esteem is probably a bad thing. To but do. I stroke my ego like daily, though. Yeah, but you <laughs> do it. Somebody else doesn't do it. I think it's different. You only have to picture yourself flying. Someone's that's a, that's a you know, and you alone. All right. Thing. I don't know. Okay, if that's how you fly, I don't know how you get anywhere. <laughs> but the part, that, the part that's making Reno and I laugh is at the end of this interview. <laughs> when they're talking about it, you you can just moderately praise people and that's more effective than like overly praising them or praising them not enough yeah yeah I so <laughs> Steve Inskeep goes Shankar this interview has really been um, okay and thanks the- Steve I'll try and do better next time <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome so what if like advertisements now like just like totally like talk shit on viewers and listeners and they like, do though feel like shitty they already do mm. that like if you look yeah, at especially stuff that's oh, that's geared mean. towards women like, yeah. i mean they don't they don't do it like they really obviously about, yeah. yeah but they do do it i've yeah. always wanted to take a marketing psychology class i think that stuff is really interesting yeah the way that they try to trick you into doing all kinds of things obviously they do yeah well i don't i don't know would you spend millions of dollars on a commercial for the super bowl if it didn't do anything i I would rather spend millions of dollars on fusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good good safe bet. Right. I'd build an outhouse. 
with millions of dollars. The ultimate outhouse. The golden yeah. shitter. The whole house is an outhouse. I could put, I would have so I'd have like a harness so that it's not uncomfortable to squat for a, a long harness? period of time. That, that totally <laughs> <laughs> Therefore I could still check my email and like watch some YouTube and shit like oh that. My God. I could stay squatted. Mm-hmm. So it comes out naturally, but Picture I don't have to leave the toilet. Above the earth when you do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can stroke my e- oh my God. I can stroke my ego on the toilet. That's yep. not. That's, that's a, not a pun. A, okay. That's not a pun. Oh God! <laughs> there you go. Gonna show this to anybody? Yeah. yeah. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. On that note. On that note. All right. This has been six degrees of rumination with Nina Boyd, Reno Gorman, and producer Black. 